Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's podcast is preventing employee disengagement, a really important topic. I have a terrific expert with me who will share his thoughts, Mark Hernandez. Mark is SVP Head of Retail Lending at Altera. He was previously with First Midwest, First Merit, and started out at Bank America. Hi, Mark. Hi, Pat. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so glad that we're talking about this topic. It's so important. But before we jump into it, why don't you share with everyone, how did you get into managing? Sure, certainly will. Well, first, thanks for having me. Well, management, like uh, most people that I talk to, got into it asked by upper management because I was a top producer. And as you probably know, and many of your listeners know, it uh, top producers tend to get those opportunities presented them to them. And that's what uh, I did. So back when I was uh, you know, producing fairly well, I got approached to take management position to lead a small team. And it was the right fit for me at the time. Over the years, I've learned that I'm a, I'm a better coach than I am a player. So being in, in the leadership and management role is suits me well. Well, that is great. And it is a common story, that's for sure. So what is the best advice that you've ever really heard on this topic? And were there any books that were important to you from learning how to be a great manager? Most definitely. An individual is just a, an accumulation of, of experiences. And I, I try to grow and learn as uh, when I'm presented with new challenges and obstacles. And at one point in my career, early in my management career, a manager and mentor of mine, continues to be a mentor of mine, gave me some advice that I continue to use to this day. And we were having some issues with a specific employee. And he said, your approach should be when you're having tough times with someone to try. And if you continue to have struggles with them, try harder. And, and I take that because, you know, I don't think a, a lot of the management is done in one conversation. It's an evolution of conversations and coaching, training, and just really leadership that gets you to, to, to the end result. There's a great book. You, you asked about a book. Pat. Sure. Mm-hmm. There, there is a, a great book. It's an old one, but some of the, the practices that I use to this day, and that is uh, the title of the book is uh, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. So Simon is a big neural uh, study of neurological you know, uh, topics and how we make our decisions. So the, the book goes on to explain uh, a little bit of the biology of how our hierarchy, you know, how we're wired, hardwired to exist in a world of hierarchy. And, and it ends really with the, the biggest message of, of the book is uh, leaders, great leaders, prioritize the needs of the group over their own. And it's, it's a little bit of a servant leadership approach that I find very effective in management, that when you're putting others in front of yourself, but still keeping the balance of, of company directives and goals and visions, you can find that balance, but it's effective. It's effective. And, uh, and setting that vision, having everyone look toward, facing the same direction towards that vision, coupled with meeting short-term goals, Uh, has yielded success for me personally. 
Well, that's really a great comment, which leads to my next question of what's the secret sauce that many people miss in managing? Everybody wants to be a manager, but there, there's more to it than wanting to be it. Uh, so what's your thoughts? That, that's right. It, it, with anything, you know, there's, there's no secret sauce. Uh, but if, if there's one thing that I would come close to that, Pat, it, it would be that you, you have to listen more than you talk. And sometimes it can be painful because people tend to vent to you and or you don't maybe have enough uh, time scheduled for them to tell you everything that they want to tell you. But if you make the time, if you're patient and you listen to someone, the end result, and this is, I think, such a, a valuable outcome, is you get to the root of their reasoning, or what I call the question behind the question. Most times when someone has emotion that is driving their decisions, good or bad, there's, there's something at the root of it. And if you listen intently enough, you'll, it'll uncover itself, just naturally. They might not say it explicitly, but you will infer it. And when, when you take that and help and manage based on that reasoning or the question behind the question, it, uh, it, it really makes for an effective relationship and, and doing the things that you need to do. That's really a great point. So if you had to really share the key practice that you have found that you keep coming back to and managing, it sounds like it's a combination of a couple of things you already talked about. But Yeah, it is. I'll throw in something else, Pat. It's It'd be a human about it. <laughs> you know, we can't be robotic with management. We're emotional beings. We, we know that we're going to make mistakes. You know, you have to know as a, as, a, as a manager that your employees will make mistakes. It's just part of business that you as a manager will make mistakes. And the goal should never be to avoid the mistakes. The goal should be to coach people, manage people, lead people on how to bounce back from those mistakes and be better for it so that they don't make the same mistakes and they're more thoughtful about their next you know, task. Take a human approach to it. You know, I try to put myself in their shoes so that we have a productive you know, conversation. So this leads to our topic for today, which is preventing employee disengagement. Uh, talk about when it occurs, how do you address it? What are some of the signs that you see that indicate disengagement is happening? And talk about the correction. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a great topic. I was excited when you when you mentioned that this would be our hot topic for the day because in in markets or in, in cycles where we're very busy and and people are looking for good talent, it's very easy for you to lose personnel if they're disengaged. So I'll start by saying preventing the employee disengagement starts with promoting engagement. Right. So it's something that you, you can't correct. It might be too late to correct. But if you're doing the right things, you know, from the onset, you can prevent the disengagement. And, and, a, and a couple of thoughts on that, Pat, would be leadership and, and motivation. So part of managing is is to be a leader and to motivate people. Employees need a clear direction on what to do and how to do it. And that just doesn't come from the manager, that comes from the, you know, their supervisors, it comes from uh, leadership, executive leadership, CEOs. Um, it's, it's important to foster an environment of where people know very clearly what they have to do and how to do it, 
And that will result in uh, another key component of it, Pat, is employees need to know how their task responsibilities fit into the greater good. You can't work on a widget, one piece of a widget, and not know what that widget is used for. And that comes with the, the leadership and the motivation, which is part of, of being a great manager. So what would you say, Mark, to employees that are very experienced, maybe have been with five or six companies, now have joined you, and certainly the clear direction side of it, you know, they would understand that part of it, but the how to do it, how do you address that? Because they may not be receptive. That's true. You know, I find that coaching and recognition are, are a great way to, to overcome that. And, and recognition need, can be small, and, and it's part of motivating them. Everyone, most everyone loves recognition. And celebrating what I call small wins is important. A quick note, a quick text message, very quick phone call, when something good happens. And, you know, some, some managers take the approach of, well, it's expected because that's your job. Well, it certainly is right? It certainly is part of their job. But if they've, they've performed their task or responsibility in a way that maybe just went a little above and beyond, it's important to recognize that. On the opposite side of the coin, Pat, it's also in, important. This is, you know, it, I don't want to be a, a negative with a negative, but to prevent disengagement, you need to correct bad behaviors. The, ba- the bad behaviors need to be corrected quickly. And, and what I mean by that is you don't when you have a formal review, if your company requires that you have a quarterly, uh, semi-annually, or a yearly review with every employee, I take the approach, Pat, that the discussion topics of that review should not come as a surprise to the employee. It's not the time to break the news to them. Because if, as a manager, if you're doing your job effectively, you've been coaching on, on those behaviors and the behavior correction from the onset. So when you look at the disengagement component, obviously uh, there's probably some signs that you think that might be triggering it. Uh, what are the things that you look for? Like if they're not attending uh, your the weekly sales call uh, wrap up or what would be some of the signs, Mark, that you, that, kind, that telegraph yeah. like, well, okay, this is disengagement because it eventually disengagement will translate into um, maybe leaving to go to another lender. That's right. One of the things that I see uh, often, especially on, on the sales side of mortgage, is you know, before production, before lack of activity, a number of applications, it's individuals that stop participating. You know, if they're, they have challenges, we all have challenges on a day-to-day basis. And, and folks, and specifically loan officers, they fight. They, they fight for their business. They fight for their clients. And uh, in, a, in a good way, you know, it's not it's not being argumentative. It's just mm-hmm. they're passionate about what they do. And a telegraph sign for me, Pat, is when they stop fighting, when when they, they give up and just let the whatever happens, happens and they don't voice their opinion. They don't come to the table with their passion. I know something's wrong and it allows me the opportunity to go back and say, OK, let's dissect what's what's going on and why. Where did the passion go? You know, what, how, do we, how do we light the fire again for you to, to be in your business, to be engaged? So when you're seeing this stop fighting, what's the routine that you do? Uh, do you contact the employee to have a one-on-one conversation or go through the sequence? 
Yeah, it, it's it's communication. Uh, I'm a firm believer that communication can solve uh, a lot of our of our problems in the day to day business. And it, it's something that I touched on earlier. It's being just being a good listener. You, you need to put them in a, in, a, in a situation where they're able to share with you, um, you know, their concerns, their thoughts, their hallucinations, whatever it's going on in their head. They need to be able to confide in you and having them step out and into a conversation of, hey, this is what's going on, can sometimes be cathartic. You know, you, you just getting it out there, getting it off your chest, um, it feels good. And, and as a manager, it's part of our role to do that, is to let them vent a little bit and just get it off their chest. And, and if you listen, you'll find out really what, what's the, what do I guess, I mentioned the question behind the question, and, and you're able to manage that disengagement and correct it. Right, get them back engaged with some of the the, uh, the the things that I mentioned before. So, Mark, when you're talking about communication, what's typically the process that you do on a weekly basis? Are you having one-on-ones, or is there some sequence that you follow that really is that you have found has really worked for isolating on who's engaged, who isn't engaged? Why don't you share that? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question, Pat, because communications can be stylistic. And what I mean by that, everyone has their own way of, of communicating. What works for me is um, having a an established uh, one-on-one. And I, I like to do them weekly. It's, it's our time to spend with each other. And I usually schedule it for about 45 minutes where we can talk about everything and anything. We have an, a, an agenda, uh, but that agenda over time tends to go by quickly. So you find yourself with uh, a good amount of time, scheduled time, that you can talk about anything under the sun. And, and just being there for them and building the rapport, people like that and helps keep them engaged where they can share with their manager other areas and topics outside of you know, what their responsibilities are. It fosters that, that rapport and that relationship. And aside from that one-on-one, I think it's proactive communication, Pat. It's a, a text message here every once in a while. It's a quick phone call, even just a voicemail and checking in with people and saying, how you doing uh, for no reason. Pat, for no reason. It's just, how are you doing? You know, especially with what's going on here um, in the summer of 2020 with our pandemic. But re- regardless of what's going on in the world, just want to be close to people and check in with them. And it's proactively doing that. Is it just a phone call or or do you find it's better to use a, a video component, maybe Zoom or Skype or something else? Or, or how, how do you handle that today? Yes, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, I think of our, our media of communication has changed recently. Video is, is great because when you can't be with someone in person, I think it's the second best thing is to have that, that video, to read body language because it's a great, it's a great um, part of how we communicate body language. So they see your facial expressions. They don't see your whole body, but they can catch a hand gesture here and there. And, and it's a great way of doing it. And the convenience of having the technologies that exist right now make it easy to do a quick check-in like just hey do you have time for five minutes just to see you how you doing and uh, and be there for you so it's certainly video and i see video continuing to be a great way of communicating but it's also just uh, i still rely pat on text messages uh, mm-hmm. I think text messages can be very disarming um you don't have to you know uh, have that call apprehension of you know how long i'm going to be on the phone it's just a quick message very short hey how you doing or Tell me about how you feel on on this topic, and and you allow the the recipient of your message to formulate their answer in their own time. 
So is this more along the lines, you're not really talking deals, you are asking about them personally. Is that correct? That's correct, Pat. Yeah. I, 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 my personal approach is personal. You know, there, there's no lack of, of, of deals to talk about and business and strategy and financial planning and just a bunch of stuff that goes into our, the, the world of mortgage. But, but when you start with the person, and I, like I mentioned earlier, it's a key practice of mine. Just be human about it. Um, care about people first, uh, not the business. The, the business, the success of the business will be the product of what you do. Uh, the purpose of what you do should be about helping people. So when you look at this effort, are you treating, let's say, your top producers differently than you are treating others? Or, or talk about, usually a lot of managers just ignore the top producers, which is really <laughs> a mistake. But what, what's your strategy on that? Um, because it's a personal approach, Pat, I, I, I treat everyone as they want to be treated. Um, and what I, what I mean by that is just the equal playing field. You're, you hit it on the head when you said, you know, top producers want to be left alone. And, and for the most part, you need to respect that. But, but it's still your job. And I think if you take a people approach to it, it's disarming. Um, because telling a, a top producer, trying to attempt to coach them on their business can sometimes be off-putting. You know, they, they, they're top producers. They know that they figured it out. So what, who do they need or why do they need someone to come in and, and tell them how to do their business? But at the end of the day, we're all people. So if you have a, a, a personal approach to it, it will naturally lead into opportunities to discuss their, to their business. And for those that aren't top producers, um, you know, it's the same approach. It's you know, how, checking in on them as a person and, and it will naturally disarm them and lead to a conversation of how their business and if they're underperforming, certainly how you can help them um, get back to a, a level of, of performance. Well, Mark, they're all great points. We only have a few minutes left. Do you want to share key takeaways for our listeners today? Absolutely. I'll uh, you know, kind of reiterate a little bit of what I said earlier and the, the advice that I adhere to. It's trying, when you're, when you're dealing with someone that you're struggling with, try, when they continue to struggle, try harder. And, and it's not to say that it's just a one-two punch or, or, or two steps to it, but you know, take that as, as you see fit with the employee that you're dealing with, it's your success is tied to their success. So, you know, just take the approach of, you know, the servant leadership and, and, and help putting the, the need of the group before them. People will, people will recognize that and people will follow that. They'll respect you. And as a manager, you're able to make, um, you know, do the things that you need to do, your responsibilities, you'll accomplish them much easier if you take that approach. Well, they're great words to end on. I want to thank Mark for sharing his thoughts today. Look for our next podcast. Please rate our podcast and give a review. Thank you.